It's Thursday, September 20th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool One, Jason Moser, and from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Mager. Happy Thursday, guys. Happy Hello. Thursday. We're going to wrap up the week with a round of undervalued, overvalued, and overlooked. And we will start, of course, with the undervalued stocks. Joe, what do you got? What's on your radar that's an undervalued stock? TD Ameritrade. It's a company that I'm assuming a lot of investors are familiar with. I, the, they've got some of my money. Yeah, well, they've got a lot of clients, about 5.7 million accounts. Uh, 5,000 registered investment advisors use these guys. And it's a very sticky business. Once you are with a brokerage, odds are you aren't likely to leave. And these guys make money when you make a trade, but they also make money on the funds that you have to sit in their idols. So on fees, and they collect a rip on the amount from funds that you have in money markets. So that is kind of a, a latent base of revenue that hasn't done much for them lately because interest rates are so low. Big picture, when rates go higher, they're going to make a lot more on, on top of that. And right now, I think trading volume is near a cyclical low, and interest rates certainly couldn't get much closer to zero. Right. Maybe you know, maybe Japan could convince me otherwise, but they're pretty low, <laughs> and I think realistically they're going to go a lot higher. So in both cases, I think you'll see a rebound in commission revenue and on fee-related revenue, and you look at the valuation right now, and there's definitely not a premium for either of those baked in the stock price. I, you mentioned the trading volume, and I know that that is a an ongoing concern, not just with TD Ameritrade, but with Schwab, with Scottrade, with any of yeah. these businesses, because most of the accounts aren't trading on a regular basis. Right. And is I mean, is that is that the key to your thesis that like look, this is the trading volume is so low, all it has to do is bump up slightly and they're gonna see an immediate payoff? I think it's a combo. Honestly, I think the interest rate shift is the real ace in the hole that the market is assigning no value to and then in a I would say within five years, it's reasonable that their earnings per share could double just off of higher interest rates and without any fundamental change in volumes or whatnot. And, you know, meantime, they've been gathering assets at industry leading clips, winning a lot of awards for the platform. So, you know, it's not fancy, but I think it's got a lot of upside. And the ticker symbol? AMTD. AMTD. Jason Moser, what's your undervalued stock? So have you heard of Amazon, Chris? I have heard of Amazon. Okay, well, that's, the not, jungle. that's not my undervalued stock. <laughs> but it, it will at least open the open your eyes to uh, another industry out there in industrial uh, manufacturing and service industries. They, they need supplies, too. So uh, there's a company out there called MSC Industrial uh, Service, or an MSC Industrial Direct. The ticker is MSM. Uh, and they are a, a distributor of all of these different kinds of uh, equipment and parts for the industrial manufacturing. They're the, and, uh, you're saying they're industries. the Amazon of industrial service equipment? More or less. More <laughs> or less. Things like cutting tools, measuring equipment, stuff like that. And so it's, it's still a relatively small company. They did about $2.2 in in sales last year, Uh, but they maintain relationships with over 3,000 different suppliers. So they they do possess some purchasing power there. In in other words, they're not dependent on one supplier in particular to get that stuff out. And they have four distribution centers located around the country strategically set so that they can promise and ensure uh, same-day and next-day delivery in most cases to all of their industrial clients. And so they've done a really good job in keeping up with technology, making sure they're staying ahead of the curve on uh, getting getting the uh, you know products to their to their customers in a timely fashion. They they stand by their word there. A free cash flow machine because again they're not making this stuff. They're just basically distributing it. Uh, and 
the company right now, it's a family affair, really. It's one that was started uh, back a number of years ago, and, and the uh, the son of the founder is still the chairman of the, of the board of directors. And so heavy insider ownership. The stock trades for about 16 times forward earnings right now, uh, which I think is, is a pretty good deal for, for a, a leader in an otherwise fragmented industry. Uh, now, I mentioned Amazon at the beginning, and, and it is a concern in that Amazon does have Amazon Supply now, which is a, a branch of Amazon that is targeting this direct market right here. <laughs> now, it's a $150 billion market, so it's a big market, no question. Um, there is room for, for a number of winners there. We're coming for you, baby. To, <laughs> something to keep an We're eye out on, though, is, is the Amazon factor. And, and truthfully, it has crossed my mind more than once uh, that, that MSC could be a potential acquisition target for Amazon at some point to buy into some of that market share. But uh, either way, it's a very well-run company, and uh, and I think that right now it's undervalued. Yeah, well, Amazon is pretty aggressive on supply. We did a little research in-house and found that they're underpricing Lowe's and Home Depot by about 26% on average on the items that we pulled. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're talking a little bit apples and oranges there, but just to give you a feel for how aggressive they are getting into the space. And, it's, and the point is, is it's important there because, I mean, in this in this business, I mean, the switching costs are basically nothing. I mean, it's just you go to the low-cost provider. Right. And so that's, you know, these guys have to focus on two things, low-cost provider and getting that stuff to you in time. How big a threat is Amazon? Because yeah, when you mentioned that, what, Pretty big. What, came, <laughs> what leapt to mind was the recent news that Apple is la- launching... <laughs> A Pandora-like music service, which I just thought, wow, if you're Pandora, that's about the worst news you can hear, that Apple is about to move into your space. How how enormous a threat is it? Well, I, I it, it's hard to really quantify it other than to say we know what kind of a business Amazon is. We know what kind of a, a businessman Jeff Bezos is. And... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you look at a company like MSC, and it's not like it's a it's a company that's performing poorly or not creating value. And so, from that perspective, you know, yes, Amazon will, will, could definitely get in there and, and cause uh, some commotion. But uh, it's it's still MSC is still a company that, that creates a lot of value. And so, I, I could see Amazon potentially being interested in it. No doubt, it, it would be a formidable competitor. Joe, what's your overvalued stock? You go with uh, Garmin. It's one of my favorite punching bags. <laughs> I have to say, I've been wrong about it on the way up for a while now, but I just think this valuation is out of control. It's around 14 times earnings. That may not sound like much, but I think it's bread and butter goods of GPS products in varied forms from you know personal to uh, marine to auto. All are going to come under pricing pressure over time because it's ultimately a commodity good, and I think you're going to see a continuation of this trend of shrinking margins and prices on P&Ds, personal navigation devices. And, you know, it's kind of obvious, but who's, who is eager to go out and shell out a lot of money for a Garmin device for their car with turn-by-turn navigation when just about every major cell phone platform now that rolls out, whether you're talking Android or Apple, has turn-by-turn navigation built into your phone? Does Garmin have – I know they have products beyond just the GPS that you can get in your car. Do they have any product where they do have some sort of market advantage or are they just – is this just a, a slow slide to the bottom? Well, they're spread out. It's not just GPS devices for cars, even though that's kind of the most obvious one. They do have a marine business, so they're you know literally floating around focusing on boats. Uh, and the same is true of airplanes as well. And those are areas where you're probably, if you're talking about a GPS device for an airplane, you might be willing to pay slightly more for a name brand. Yeah, I don't think you want to skimp on that. You know, you're a Chinese <laughs> knockoff. And I, I totally readily admit that. But I do think over the long term that ultimately they're 
their service and their product is really just a feature. And when all you're selling is a feature that's getting absorbed into other products, that's a bad place to be in. And the ticker symbol? GRMN. GRMN. Jason Moser, what's your overvalued stock? You know, as I was walking back today from my daily trek to get lunch at Whole Foods Market, I was thinking if I was really going to go ahead and stand by this one. And as I finished my Southwestern-style chicken corn chowder this afternoon, I really thought I might be making a mistake. But I have to stand by this one, Chris. Yes, I think Whole Foods Market is, in fact, overvalued. And it's not to say it's not a great company. And it's it really, there are a lot of things going on that, that, that this company needs to be proud of. I mean, the average weekly sales are up more than 7% in the last five years. Uh, total revenues are up 80, 80% over that same time period. They still have plenty of runway to go and building stores out. And they do a great job of, of locating uh, where those stores need to go so they don't have to close down underperformers later. Uh, but you know, today the stock trades for about 43 times earnings. And my concerns are not with the company or with the business as much as they are just more general macroeconomic conditions and food cost inflation. You know, we've been reading about shortages in corn uh, over the coming year here. Uh, beef prices have been going up in the grocer's uh, shelves, which is in turn pushing up demand for chicken and pork, which is in turn pushing up their prices. And so we've kind of sat back here for the past year and just stood in awe at how Whole Foods has been able to. You know, navigate through this. At some point, I have to believe this is going to be something that hits them in, an, in a quarterly earnings call. Uh, and, and when it does, I think this stock would probably take a bit of a hit. It's a great company. I just think that the stock has gotten a little bit ahead of itself today. Does the relatively small footprint of Whole Foods Market give you pause? Because when you look at the number of stores that they have, it is a fraction of a company like Safeway or something like that. So the their ability, they have a greater ability or certainly a greater opportunity to expand than some of the bigger grocers out there. Yeah, and I think that's I you know when I go to a sub uh, Safeway uh, versus going to a Whole Foods, really that doesn't give me pause at all. What it tells me is that number one, they have a lot of growth ahead of them to consider, and they're doing it at a deliberate considerate pace. In other words, they're not just going out there trying to cluster bomb stores and places just try to get that name out there. Um, I mean, you go into Safeways nowadays, and it's just kind of like, wow, I mean, really? Nothing against Safeway, but man, they just got to clean the stores up a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, no, I think that Whole Foods has plenty plenty of runway ahead. I just think that the stock has gotten a little bit ahead of itself. And the ticker? The ticker is WFM. You can always email us. Radio at fool.com is the way to get a hold of us. Uh, we talked the other day, uh, Joe, with uh, Bill Barker, we were talking about college degrees and what they're worth. And Bill Barker, a proud graduate of Yale University, we got an email from Bud Turner in Palmdale, California. He writes, I totally understand where, where Bill Barker is coming from when he says first-year earnings for graduates are not the reason people attend Yale. I attended South uh, San Diego State, but I lived in Hamden, Connecticut, just a few miles north of Yale for about nine months. I had to buy a turtleneck shirt and a corduroy jacket just to get anything done in that town. Radio at fool.com. We love emails like that. Uh, let's move on to the overlooked stocks. Uh, Joe, what's your overlooked stock, and why do you think it's being overlooked? Uh, Markel. It's a specialty insurer. It's based out of Richmond. It's an incredibly well-run Berkshire Hathaway-esque business uh, in that mold, but much smaller. They focus on specialty lines of insurance, and the reason they do is there's not a lot of competition 
for where they're writing. And because of that, they're able to get better prices. So just a few examples of what these guys underwrite. Uh, Adult daycare, dude ranches, fly fishing clubs, (laughs) gymnastics and cheerleading schools. As you can imagine, these are areas where... AIG, for example, is not aggressively competing in spaces like this. AIG is not going after the dude ranch market? It's hard to believe, but no. And it's allowed them to command pretty good prices. And one thing I love about Markel is not only are they strong underwriters, but they've also got a great investment team there who takes the premiums that come in from clients and they invest it in high-quality businesses and just let them grow and compound. Uh, Tom Gaynor is the CIO there, kind of a friend of the fool. We're big fans. And it's one of my biggest positions, probably the second biggest one by Berkshire. And the ticker? MKL. Jason, what do you got for an overlooked stock? So I downloaded my uh, my iOS 6 to my iPad today. And with the new iPads, you get Siri in that upgrade. So that was pretty cool. I've been tinkering around with this today. And Siri's pretty great. So uh, you know, we talk about nuanced communications here and there on this on this show. And I, I do think it's a stock that is continually overlooked. We talk about how, uh, how, how tied it is to Apple and Siri. Uh, but further, I think there are even some things that, that nuance is doing in regard to just the apps in particular. Now they have... Uh, it's not Siri, but it's called Nina, and uh, Nina stands for the Nuance Interactive Natural Assistant. And so, essentially, this is billed as a Siri for apps. And so, all of these app developers, whether they're developing apps for the iPhone or for an Android device, now have this opportunity to use Nuance technology uh, in in uh, getting it into the app specific, help the the users uh, streamline their experience. And so, I think it's a really neat technology. I think that they're going to benefit from being able to piggyback on all of the devices, whether it's an Amazon tablet, a Google tablet, or an Apple tablet. Uh, so, I think Nuance is a little bit underfollowed. Neat story. I think it's got a lot of a lot of. Uh, a lot of optimism ahead, Chris. I'd take a look at it. Are they in a position where if Apple just decided, we don't want to work with you guys anymore, are they diversified enough that they can survive that? Do you think that they have a good enough reputation as a business, uh, or are they just so tied to Apple that they would that would decimate them? No, I, I don't think they're too tied to Apple. I mean, Apple is certainly how a lot of people know the name, but they're uh, you know very very uh, well known in the healthcare industry, for example, uh, in, in aiding those uh, transcripts there and and what they're doing here in in going further into app development. Not just Apple, for example, I think is important. It'll help you know diversify their their technology away so that they're not so dependent on that in the future. And the ticker for Nuance? The ticker is N U A N. Am I the only one who wishes that Siri had a different voice? Can we get can can the next upgrade of Siri just be a different voice? It should just be Samuel L. Jackson instead of him taping those <laughs> crappy commercials. I would like a selection dubbed for Siri. I would like to be able to choose. I think that would be maybe the, one day you'd like Peter Griffin saying something to you. Yeah, or you know, or Gandalf. Gandalf well, Sigourney Weaver. I think she was the that the voice great. of the com- onboard computer in the film Wally. I thought she did a great job. If Sigourney Weaver, if Siri sounded like Sigourney Weaver, I think I'd be fired up to to upgrade. Maybe we have something to talk about on the next show. I think we do. Uh, speaking of the next show, got to point ahead to next week, September twenty fifth, Worldwide Invest Better Day. You can find out more information at investbetterday.com. We're going to be streaming video all day long on that site. Check it out. We're going to be doing a live taping of Market Foolery. Uh, Jason, you will be here. Joe, you will be in Chicago. Is Chicago. That We're sending you out there. You're going to yes. be meeting up with fools. There are more than 60 meetups around the world. We're sending Joe to Chicago. 
I think James Early is going to Los Angeles. All I gotta say is those Chicago teachers are lucky they're getting back to work. You get this guy <laughs> to be cracking some skulls. Check it out, investbetterday.com. Jason Moser, Joe Maker. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank thanks. You. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Pool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. 